Hello and welcome back to the podcast. I am back and I am really excited to be here and talk about the uh, solar eclipse that we are in. We have a solar eclipse on April 30th at 10 degrees Taurus. And uh, this eclipse is quite interesting. It is conjunct Uranus. And the ruler of the eclipse is Venus, and she is in her exaltation sign and conjoining Jupiter. So there's so much to say about this, and we are going to break it down in this episode and um, see what it is trying to point towards uh, collectively as well as personally. Okay, so let's um, just break down what are eclipses all about. So an eclipse is just basically a new moon or a full moon that is very much amplified. So for tomorrow, and, and eclipses always come in pairs. So we'll always have a solar eclipse and then a lunar eclipse. And then sometimes you'll even have... Um, a solar, lunar, solar, or you can have lunar, solar, lunar, solar, like you can have four all at once. But most of the time you see them happening in pairs, just like a new moon, full moon. So tomorrow, or April 30th, um, we have a solar eclipse in Taurus and eclipses uh, tend to reverberate over long periods of time. Um, So it's not just like, oh, this event's going to happen on this day and then, oh, that's what happened for my eclipse. No, no, no. These are like times where eclipses mark big changes Um, and these changes will sort of start to, um, little, little things will start to be playing out that are pushing you towards this change. Sometimes it can be very quick and sudden. Like, especially with this eclipse, because it's conjunct Uranus, there could be just quick, sudden um, changes. Uh, Eclipses are also time. This is how I like to see them. So, you know, you're like doing your thing. Your ego is like walking about, doing its thing. It has its idea of how it's living its life. But the soul also has a idea or a, uh, a way that you're supposed to be living, right? Like it's, it's about being able to listen to the soul. And often the ego isn't really in alignment with what the soul wants. Um, the ego has its own plan and it's very strong, right? So eclipses sort of come in to course correct us and send us back on the course our soul has intended for us for this life. And sometimes we're like way off the path and we have to have this like big, you know, shift to bring us back in and it can be very overwhelming. Um, like I, I'm, I'm already experiencing this personally in my life 
big time. Um, but this eclipse is really hitting um, points in my chart right now, like to the degree. So you'll notice if it is, um, the eclipse isn't really hitting certain points in your chart, it might not be such a big uh, deal personally for you, but you might see, you know, your fr say it's it's happening in your third house or something, and but it's not hitting anything directly, but maybe your friend is experiencing um, some major shift. So, or it will turn out to be where it's affecting you more because it's a big world event that's happening because eclipses often mark times of big shifts in, in the world and, and big changes. Like the last eclipse that, uh, we had here where I live, we had multiple natural disasters to the point that, um, like literally people died. We had mudslides. I'm, I'm in BC and we had, uh, flooding, like my street flooded for the first time ever. Um, people were trapped in certain towns because of all the flooding. Um, so it, it can, it can happen like that where it's just a world event and maybe it's not personally affecting you. Um, so if you know, uh, what house Taurus rules in your chart, then you can look to that area knowing that that's where this eclipse that I'm speaking about is taking place. And themes might relate to those topics that Taurus rules. So for me, it is Taurus rules my 12th house. So um, this is very much has to do with... Um, it's like the, well, it's actually the 12th, six house access because you want to look to the polar opposite house and we are going to have a clip, an eclipse in Scorpio, the opposite house of Taurus on May 16th, right? So we kind of want to look at the, that, that, that access. And for me, it's really having to do with stuff around health and, um, also, um, things around like learning to have more mindfulness and meditation and spiritual practices that are going to help my body. There's so much around like my body, which is Taurus and like learning to be more in my body. I've been having all these injuries happen and, um, I was in a car accident. Uh, there's lots of stuff around the body. And then I also, I have Chiron, which is like the wound in Taurus. So I have like wounding around like stuff to do with the body and, um, and, and even like trusting the universe, uh, trusting God, the 12th house is like the spirit, the house, the house of God and, and spirituality and, um, and, and endings and all those kinds of things. So that's just like how it's sort of hitting for me. And if we look to what this particular eclipse is all about, it is really screaming, wake up. This has a huge, um, liberation, awakening. There's something that this eclipse is trying to wake us up to. 
because we see Uranus conjunct the eclipse. Uranus is all about trying to get us to really embody and step into our individuality. And it wants us to break away from anything that isn't allowing us to be our individual self. So there's lots around around that. Now, this is also pointing towards things that we find security in. Because think about Taurus is like, it is a fixed earth sign. So earth we know has to do with like security and groundedness. And then it being fixed, it's like, this is the most secure sign, Taurus. It has, it's everything to do with our resources, food, money, things that literally keep us alive. So it's a very structured, fixed sign. And when we have Uranus conjoining this eclipse, it's really shaking a part of our life that we've held on to security with. But the thing is, this isn't really anything new because we have had Uranus going through Taurus since 2018. So we're, we're used to this area sort of being shooken up, but this eclipse is really, um, it's a, it's like a pivotal point in, in this time because not only is this a new moon, Solar eclipse is a new moon, but it is conjunct the north node of the moon, a new direction. It's really trying to break us from something to try to push us into a new direction. And this has to do with everything around what do we value, right? Taurus is all about our value and it's really about those essential needs. So what what is calling to us, what is trying to wake us up that has to relate to our values and our essential needs? Now, the ancients would always say that eclipses were, um, you know, darker times and they're not really seen as times where, you know, you want to do your typical new moon rituals. Like it's more advised to just not really do, um, intention based rituals because eclipses sort of have like minds of their own. It's like the serpent energy taking control of you. Whereas like a typical new moon, you can sort of set those intentions and sort of harness the energies of the new moon to manifest what you want. Whereas the eclipse is like, no, I'm going to, I'm taking you and I'm going to steer you in this direction. So when we look at this eclipse, we want to look to the ruler of the eclipse and what is the ruler doing? And the ruler of this eclipse is Venus and Venus is (laughs) way better off than where she was when we last spoke in the Venus retrograde episode. She was conjoined Pluto and that was like really, really dark and intense energies. Like 
I don't know about you, but like Christmas for me and a lot of people was, is, was very heavy and dark times. Um, got, I got very sick over that time and just had a lot of, um, aha awakening moments around everything I believe. Like so many things were just kind of shattered and it was cause I see Pluto as like that truth that you don't really want to hear, but it's like the painful truth. And yeah, so Venus was, um, she was conjoined Pluto then and it, it was, it was dark times. But right now, Venus is in Pisces. That is her exaltation sign. Venus loves to be in Pisces. It's like she's on vacation here. And not only that, Venus is conjunct Jupiter today. The greater benefic. Jupiter is this expansive, hopeful, um, Jupiter wants to give us opportunities and blessings. And not only is Venus in her exaltation sign, so she's in this place where she just loves to be, and she's conjoining Jupiter. Jupiter is in its domicile. That means Jupiter's in its home sign of Pisces. So it is loving life. And Jupiter is very happy to be here because the last couple of years, it's been some some hard places Jupiter's had to be in. And hello, we've seen how the world has been. Like Jupiter rules over like our joy and our optimism and optimism and hope and all these things. And Jupiter being in Saturn ruled signs, what it has been in in the last few years, it's been very dark and depressing. So um, it's very interesting that this eclipse has these um, really nice signatures where we're seeing the ruler in um really good shape so it's and uh venus and jupiter are making a sign based sextile to the eclipse so we're seeing even more and a sextile relates to uh venus venus qualities so we're seeing an even more receptive um nicer energies with the eclipse However, eclipses are more of like these shadowy energies. So we always want to be aware of that, that it is, it can be times where like really hard things take place. So it's not just saying, oh, this is just going to be this great love and light eclipse. No, but there are huge opportunities to, um, you know, have something maybe taken away because eclipses like to take things away and bring new things in. Eclipses really want to reveal things. So it could be that something, you know, harder is happening, but it's because it's trying to push you in this new direction, new direction that is actually really benefic, really expansive, way better. And you know, change is hard. Eclipses come to herald changes. And I don't know about you, but change can be very hard for me. Even when I know I need it, it it can be very hard. So maybe it's that this eclipse is going to have like a little bit more of a softer energy for that change. 
because when we do look at the next eclipse, that's a lot more of a, a harder energy to deal with. So um, it's sort of like a testing energy that is going to be coming into play for the Scorpio eclipse um, on May 16th. Okay, so let's look at what this eclipse means for our collective. And how I want to um, approach it is first kind of take a stroll down memory lane and talk about my awakening that I had over um, the last few months since I haven't been on the podcast. Because um, eclipses really do, first, first, let's just go with this thought first. Eclipses really mark big changes within the world, right? And remember, it's not just like the day of the eclipse, this big change is happening. No, no, no. This has been leading up. And we've really been in eclipse season since we had the full moon um, in Libra. We had a full moon in Libra on April 16th. And that was square Pluto. So that's a lot around power struggles within relationships. Um, and there's some kind of balance that wanted to take place. And I find it very interesting that this past week we had Elon Musk um, by Twitter, which I think is uh, fantastic because what's been happening and what I really woke up to was the fact that we're living in, first of all, it's the fourth turning, which is, and I don't even know if I've even talked about this on this podcast. I can't remember because I'm also, I'm on TikTok. So check me out on TikTok, Lindsay Ray Tomlinson. I've been making videos on TikTok and I talk about the fourth turning on there, but it's, um, it's a four part cycle. And it was actually, it's, it's a book written in the 90s. And it talks about these generational cycles that we go through. And it does relate to America, but it really plays out throughout the world. You can see it. And there's a first turning, a second turning, a third turning, and a fourth turning. And each span about 20 to 22 years, ranging from like an 80 to 90 year full cycle. So the fourth turning is the winter. It is the collapse of the systems and structures, the governmental systems and structures, structures that are toxic. And you know, it's a fourth turning because the people, the, the general vibe of the everyday people is Anger. People are standing up and saying enough is enough. You see mass protests start happening. Um, it's big world events take place. And um, during the fourth turning, it's always peak totalitarianism, peak globalization, peak centralization. And what happens is there's like sort of like this blow off top of all that. And then comes the first turning. And the first turning is the spring. 
It is the high of society. It is all about building anew and we start to realize how toxic um, the systems and structures are and we try to work to make them better. So it's always darkest before the dawn and the first turning um, is scheduled to come come about around the 2030s. And this all has to do with um, the financial markets as well because we can look at all the different cycles and how we are in so many different um, cycles that are culminating at this time and it really is going to usher in the um, Bitcoin age, the, the, the peaceful age of, of Bitcoin. And I'm just such a proponent of it. Once you really start to understand how, how we need sound money to function in society, we want a, a society that is, is um, peaceful and it, it's not falling apart and homeless people everywhere. Like, fighting and and um, governments putting so much control on the people that all is what is happening right now in the fourth turning and we are really we're really in the thick of it and it's really gonna to accelerate and culminate as we get to the middle of the decade it's going to become more and more intensified. We're seeing what's happening with the money. I spoke about this on the podcast last year about how 2022, like with the nodes moving into the Taurus Scorpio access, is just going to bring so much emphasis on money because our money is corrupt and toxic. Our whole monetary system, it is so corrupt. We are run literally it is run by these globalist bankers non-governmental organizations that like run the whole show these super rich elites that have control of the money printer and they just keep printing more and more and more sometimes i wonder if we're in a controlled demolition because what they know this they know that this currency is dying we, currently right now it is um our dollar is backed by the US dollar and the US dollar is is backed by the US military like it's not backed by gold um it's it's and it's losing its value and what is happening with the war in Ukraine and how um Russia is being sanctioned it is causing so that other countries don't necessarily trust the U.S. dollar. Um, so this is what happens. And, and even in the fourth turning, it talks about like World War Three. It even talks about stuff with Russia and, um, and these, uh, these wars breaking out. And this is really, I think... Um, what's going to be pushing us to a whole new monetary system. It's already really happening. And that's why the price of goods are going up. Um, The price of goods are going up because the money is losing value. And when we really look at what is money, 
Money is just something we've all collectively agreed that this piece of paper is a symbol for value. What do we value? And the most important thing that human beings value is literally time, right? Time. And money can buy us quality time, buys us goods and services so we have a more quality life. And when these um, governments and globalist bankers are all in their cahoots and they're they're, they're printing tons and tons of money. And believe me, they're taking off the tops. They're, they're the biggest crooks of them all. It is causing the wealth divides to be exponential, just huge. It is causing poverty to, accept, to just get under, out of control. Uh, the middle class starts to erode. And they love to have scapegoats for this. So like right now, the scapegoats for our failing system is capitalism and billionaires. No, the problem is the system. The system has allowed billionaires to get richer and richer and richer. It's all in the system. It's in our current monetary system. Um, and then the big thing is, is, oh, we hate capitalism. And yes, under this monetary system, we've never even experienced real capitalism. Capitalism is what I do. It's what most of um, people in the astrology community, spiritual community, we all practice capitalism. If you are selling a service and you're making money for it, that is your freedom to um, offer services and receive capital. Without that, we have communism, and I am not a fan of communism. Look at North Korea. Look at China. Look at Russia. No. No, no, no. We do not want communism. And it's, and it's like what the centralized government, mainstream media, like it's, everything is so centralized. It's, it's got this like few people telling the masses and they, they want to have a scapegoat. They're making it. They're like gaslighting us, keeping us all super confused. What's happening? I don't get it. It's a monetary system. Since 71, Nixon took the gold off the standard. Ever since then, prices have been going higher, 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 higher. In the 80s, you know, they, they, uh, they uh, put the interest rates up to curb the inflation. But we're at a point now that they, can, they can't even put the interest. They can barely put them up. It's, and it's almost like a joke when they're doing it because it doesn't matter. This currency is at its end game. All fiat currency, meaning money that is, you can just keep printing more and more and more, dies eventually. And that's why Bitcoin is going to be, I think, what, um, what humanity adopts um, in the, in the future. And I really think over this decade, we're going to see exponential growth in Bitcoin. We're going to really start to understand what sound money is, what quality money is and why it's so important to a functioning society. So I think this eclipse is really, um, it's really 
um, pointing towards this because there's, we got Uranus there, right? We've got Uranus, which is this shocking, destabilizing, awakening. It wants to break apart things. It wants to like, look at Taurus rules money. It's like resources and Uranus there is like, we're shaking this shit up. It's getting shooken up, right? And if we go back to, you know, the freedom of speech and all this stuff, this all plays into everything. Like whether it's, it's a narrative with what you've experienced personally with, um, speaking your truth about anything, whether it has to do with how you experienced COVID, how you experienced the vaccine, you know, you can't even talk about vaccine injuries on Twitter without them giving you a warning or, or, or full on banning you. Like you can't talk about your experience. That doesn't make sense. How is, how is that science? Science isn't just, here's the, here's what happened and end of story. No, science constantly questions everything. And, um, yeah, so just seeing that Elon Musk bought Twitter, like while we're in this eclipse season, it's like, oh, okay, here we go. It's starting like break me away from this fixed structured, um, system that is like, no, you are going to think like that. You're going to think how we think. And this is only going to, um, just get more and more intensified as Jupiter moves into Aries, Aries, individual self. And who, and what, what do we have in Aries right now? We have Chiron in Aries. So we have a collective wound around our individuality. And in 2020, December 21st, 2020, when Jupiter and Saturn aligned in Aquarius, zero degrees Aquarius, marking this air age, the Aquarius age, all about our individual expression. That's what Aquarius really is. And that's what we're moving into. We're moving out of this paradigm of, I'm going to look to others to tell me what to do. Go to school. They tell me what to do. Go to work. They tell me what to do. You know what I mean? It's, it's now going into this thing is like, what do you individually want? And you really see it playing out. Like we're, we're really playing out the shadow, um, form of Aquarius right now because Aquarius really is all about like the group, but it's about being able to be our individual self within the group. But like every sign, every planet has a shadow and a light express expression. We are, on a societal level are definitely playing out the shadow expression of Aquarius. That being in order for us all to exist within this group, this community, we all need to be the same. You need to do as you're told, you know, um, get vaccinated, shut your mouth and just don't question the narrative. Don't have your individual expression so you can fit in this group. Mm, no, we need to be able to express, express our individual 
points of views, our freedoms, our freedom of speech. And you know what? If my freedom of speech pisses you off, that's a good thing. Freedom of speech is when people you don't like are saying things you don't like. And you know what? Even in even things that we think are the most hateful, in order for us as a society to um, learn and evolve, we have to have conversations and hard conversations. So that's, that's my point of view. And you are so welcome to have your own point of view. But I think it's when we're trying to get us all on this, um, all saying and thinking the same thing. Like it's literally bizarre. And our whole argument is, oh, we want to, we want to, um, combat misinformation, but it's bullshit because there's been so much misinformation being spewed at us. It's all bullshit from my point of view. So I've just had this huge awakening around that. Um, I live in Canada. Um, I was a huge, I am a huge supporter of what the truckers did here. And um, because I have never, yes, I took the vaccine. I did all this stuff, but I always thought it was so wrong that they were um, having these vaccine mandates and, and segregating a portion of society creating a two-tier society. And people would say to me, "That's you're overreacting, saying like you're segregating people. It's fucking segregation. Stop gaslighting me. There's so much gaslighting going on. It's unbelievable. So this eclipse, I think, is really ushering in this big awakening collectively of like, you know what? I, I, I am going to fucking speak my mind. Like I am. I'm done hiding behind the shadows Um, I'm done, you know, just, yes, smiling and nodding, sticking with the narrative, you know, Venus, what do I value? She's in a really strong place. She's conjoining Jupiter. She's having new perspectives opening up. So I think this eclipse is marking a time where more and more people are saying enough is enough. I am going to speak my truth. And you know what? It, it's all, this is all what needs to happen. This, this is what needs to happen for our evolution as a collective. And it's okay to have disagreements. It's okay to not agree with someone and still talk to them and still be friends with them and um, have dialogue about it. Uh, Yeah, so I think this eclipse really does set the stage for this new, um, this new way that we are seeing the world and how we're really starting to have these huge awakening moments of, hey, wait, something's not adding up here. And, you know, Remember, waking up is not easy. And I think a lot of people are waking up because, you, like, honestly, nothing makes sense. Like, they, so much of the stuff they keep saying, like, we've just been gaslit over and over and over. And you're starting to go, hmm, but, like, realistically, this doesn't add up. But they're telling me this. And that's 
gaslighting is how you make someone think they're crazy. And it's a form of like psychosis and brainwashing. So huge, huge energies to snap us awake out of this. And remember, eclipses reverberate out for at least six months, but can be up to years, right? Um, so yeah, uh, that's what I see with the energies in the collective with this eclipse. Okay, so now what I'd like to do is just pull some tarot to give us some indication about what this eclipse might also be about and some sort of like guidance. So what I like to do when I pull cards is I like to obviously shuffle the cards and if one comes flying out while I'm shuffling then that means that that's like a particular message from spirit like this is like really pay attention to this if no cards um, come out um, I like to pull when it feels right I just like feel it I pull a card but then I also look at the bottom card and it sort of just I don't know, they bounce back off. And the way I read, I'm I'm very like intuitive reader. Like it just, I have an understanding obviously of what all the cards mean, but then they sort of speak in, see now I just dropped like a bunch. See, I'm not going to, I'm not going to look at all of those, but I'm going to make sure I didn't, sorry, sorry for the bustling. (laughs) So then I just sort of like, you know, get quiet and ask the cards, what do you see for this upcoming eclipse for um, the collective and personally, and what sort of guidance on how to deal with these energies? And then I just sort of fan them out and I hover my hands over and pull the card that feels right. Ooh, we've got the sun. I pulled the sun and then the card underneath is the strength card. Wow. So isn't that interesting for a solar eclipse? And I pulled the sun because it's a solar (laughs) eclipse and I see this as like huge awakening energies, the sun card, like I'm having this big awakening that's going to set me free. Um, It's this naked, this kid that's naked on this horse, waving his flag. (laughs) And uh, so it's like just being your raw, authentic self. I am speaking my truth. I am shining my light and I am like free in it like we got the horse here a white horse like purifying who I am um feeling free to be myself like the horse being a symbol of freedom and um yeah so I really feel like this is is um it is 
reinforcing that same message that I was speaking about where we're like waking up to our individual expression and think of like kids kids will they don't have a filter right they are just like their raw real selves and don't really care who they piss off so I feel like this eclipse is saying yes speak your truth let yourself shine in this world and these are major arcana cards right we've pulled two major arcana cards so that is indicating that this is a very powerful eclipse and then the card on the bottom being the strength card and this is all about vulnerability again just like this little um the symbol in the sun being this kid just totally naked like i don't give a crap i don't care who sees me what like I'm just like they're just kids are like vulnerable they don't care and that's what this strength card is really um symbolizing and trying to tell us that like true strength is vulnerability and to speak your truth is a vulnerable act and especially in today's world um and you know, the strength card is also, it's reminding us that it's not always easy to speak our truth, that you do have to be strong within yourself. And, you know, I'm reading Brene Brown's book, Atlas of the Heart. And there's this part in there, which she talks about when we live in a us versus them society, which I believe the mainstream media, all of this stuff has created this, they have created this us versus them society. We're all a part of it, you know, like we all have to take individual responsibility and we all need to look at how we don't become that in ourselves, right? So she talks about how this us versus them society and how it creates Uh, spiritual disconnection within societies we we don't connect through unity we're connecting out of division and then she talks about the concept between fitting in and belonging and fitting in is when you have to go along with the narrative to keep the peace so you fit in to your friend group right But belonging is when you can speak your truth, you might ruffle some feathers, but because you have that deep strength within, like the strength card, the, what it's, it's trying to tell us, you've, you've harnessed this great strength within that you, your opinion is what matters most. So you come, you come through with your authenticity, which honestly, like, it's, it's constantly a work in process. And especially as we, we awaken out of um, old paradigms and old ways of being, it's, um, it's yeah, it's, it's really coming up. So, yeah, we um, have a very um, intense time that we're in. 
and it's going to push us out of our comfort zones because something new and exciting wants to come in with this eclipse energy. And there might be times where it feels scary, but that's where we can draw on that internal strength and remembering that your vulnerability in your truest expression of yourself is literally true strength. And I, I also think it's so interesting because in what I talked about with this age of Aquarius that we have entered, this new air age, um, that it's all about, you know, really being like, I, I look at the sun card and I see like the Leo energy and the opposite of Aquarius is Leo. And Leo really is this um, ability to express from our heart, our truest self. It's, it's embodied expression. And when we look at this age of Aquarius, well, we have to look at the other part of the axis, which is Leo, Aquarius, Leo axis, right? And Leo is all about that creative expression as well. So this eclipse might be also pointing towards huge creative energy coming in. Um, a turning point within our creative projects and just like something new coming in to our life that is really wanting to put it, push us into a better, better direction. It might feel scary because change is scary, right? But just remembering that it's okay, let go, um, and just trust that your, your heart, your intuition, your body, Taurus, Taurus, this is a Taurus eclipse, your body is so wise and to trust that. And, um, yeah, so very, very big energies we are in and, um, just remember drink tons of water during this time. Eclipses really affect the body. Um, you'll probably feel way more tired. Um, the body just, there's more aches and pains and it can even like the digestion can feel off. Like it's very like wonky energies. Um, our dreams become super intensified and, um, yeah, so I'm wishing you all the, all the best for this eclipse season and I will see you in the next episode when we get into the lunar eclipse in Scorpio. So if you are interested in seeing where this eclipse is landing in your chart or if you have anything you want to look at within your astrology chart, um, you can check out my website where you can book readings at lindsaytomlinson.ca I will leave the link in the show notes as well as check me out on TikTok I started a TikTok it is 
Lindsay Ray Tomlinson, where I post all things to do with awakening, astrology, and Bitcoin. And also you can find me on Instagram at Lindsay Ray Astrology. Um, And that's kind of just where I have like my own little personal blog and you can just find out more about me there. Uh, Yeah, so until next time, have a lovely eclipse.